1: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Ireland, the Philippines, and Saudi Arabia, and in the states of Rhode Island, South Carolina, and Texas, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say this with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. All relationships should be based in trust, respect, and safety. Weed out all relationships that do not bring you joy or the potential of joy. This includes family. Some relationships can be changed. Others cannot. Know the difference and act accordingly. Abusive relationships pose a unique problem, especially when they involve family. If we've tried to improve the relationship with no success, we are left with the options of ending the relationship or keeping it to a minimum. When we have to be in the presence of an abuser, the best we can do is to love ourselves enough to stand in our own power. The self-love forms a protective shield which when strong enough makes it impossible for the abuser to intimidate and manipulate us. The other day I was talking to a security guard who in the past has bullied me when I asked him to do his job. We haven't interacted in a year, during which time I have released a lot of my negative self-talk and have become more self-confident and self-loving. When he refused to answer my questions and got loud, aggressive, and attacking, I recognized immediately what he was doing. He was trying to divert my focus, direct the conversation in a way that put me on the defensive, and avoid doing his job. I ignored his attacks on my character and kept repeating that I was waiting for an answer to my two questions. I could hear how stunned he was when I wouldn't let him pull me off course. When he realized I wasn't going to let him control the conversation, he answered my questions. Women are taught not to be aggressive. That has made us susceptible to abuse. When we stand toe-to-toe with an aggressor, we maintain a balance of power. Self-love blocks the fear that the abuser uses to scare us. As we learn to love ourselves, the power the abuser has over us evaporates and healthier relationships emerge. The abuser feels the energy shift and usually looks for easier prey. For those concerned about violence, the environment, the economy, and the pandemic, let's do three techniques that provide spiritual protection from fear. The first visualization helps heal the earth and us of fear and replaces it with love. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big bright purple cube With six feet or more on each side of you, line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this when you leave the house and when you're feeling anxious. Let's do the third one together. Say, please surround me in the sacred rainbow energy of love. Now see and feel a rainbow surrounding you for 300 feet or more in all directions. This is good to do every morning. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, Hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change. I have one particular angel who I call upon whenever I'm having difficulty finding something. This last week, I couldn't find the water bottle that I use every day. I've never had trouble keeping track of it before, so this surprised me. When I gave my angel permission in a positive way only to show me where my water bottle was, I saw it within seconds. It had gotten wedged behind some books, which made it hard to see. There's nothing too small to ask for help with. Some things we don't even realize we can ask about. My advice is to always ask. You may be surprised at how much help is available to you. I was missing my hummingbirds, which come to my feeder on a regular basis, even during the months when the experts say they only feed off flowers. For the first time in years, they weren't coming to my feeder. It was over a week, and I was worried about them. I asked St. Francis of Assisi, who's the patron saint of animals, to ask the hummingbirds to come to my feeder It took a little over a week of asking, but they finally came and stopped at my window to say hello. I thank them for visiting my feeder and bringing me so much joy. I also thank St. Francis of Assisi for his help. Our angels and guides are always trying to help us. We'll benefit more from their help if we remember to offer our gratitude. By participating in my guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic, light body you'll automatically receive the ongoing help of a thousand positive angels and connect with the angelic part of yourself that's still in heaven you can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world for details go to my website drpaulajoyce.com and click on workshop rentals we can all use help and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm We can all choose love over fear, which includes happiness, gratitude, abundance, peace, joy, compassion, forgiveness, positivity, and all good things. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past present life and let it go we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment we change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier feel lighter and have more energy we truly know and feel the joy beauty and love in our lives My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Regina Louise, who's here to talk about unconditional self-love, strategies that work. After our episode last week with Kate Ekman, I received the following email from Janice. I loved Kate's enthusiasm and passion, her positivity and love for sharing her message was infectious. The seven Ps of confidence she discussed were helpful and absolutely doable for everyone. For me, the most difficult and probably the most important is being present. I struggle with being present at times, especially if I'm tired or feeling overwhelmed. It's so much easier and comfortable to turn inward. After hearing your interview, I recognize that I need to work more on building my inner confidence and not listening to my ego mind. Thank you for inviting Kate to share her wisdom. Thank you, Janice, and I commend you for your self-awareness and commitment to healing. Know that you are worthy and deserve a life of self-love and joy. For those who missed this episode, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on improving your self-confidence, please listen to some of my previous shows like July 9, 2020 with Shelly Wilson, Creating the Life You Love, Embracing the Magic Within. November 14, 29 with Darren Cockburn living a life of harmony, peace, and kindness And August 17, 2017 with Barbara Jaffe, knowing you are good enough. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled One Mind. You are limitless, and the research proves it. Posted in April 2015, this blog reminds us that we are all connected through the consciousness that is bigger than we are as individuals. Here's an excerpt. We are all connected like a jigsaw puzzle. We are responsible for one piece of the puzzle, our peace, our life, and well-being, and it affects all the pieces around us, which in turn affects the pieces around them and so on. We can literally affect world peace by creating peace within ourselves. We are responsible for the energy within ourselves, and we can create light or darkness and spread that into the world. When we see someone with whom we have a history of unpleasant interactions, if we see the light of God in them, we we will create more positivity. It will uplift our own energy and all the future interactions with those people. This may sound difficult, but if you're willing to try it, you'll be surprised by the successful results and the feeling of satisfaction that it gives you. I can tell you that it works for me and it changes everything because we truly are all connected. To read the rest of this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on Dr. Paula Speaks Her Truth. My new affirmation is one of gratitude. Say it with me now. I am grateful to be alive. Addictions, abuse, suicide, anxiety, and depression have increased over the last year. No matter what is happening in our lives or in the world, we have a choice as to how we respond. We can choose peace. We can consciously shift our thoughts to gratitude. The research proves that people who are grateful are happier. Gratitude increases our vibration and helps us attract more positivity into our lives, and more things to be grateful for, especially in a time when so many people have transitioned to the other side. Let's remember to be grateful for being alive. Say the affirmation with me one more time. I am grateful to be alive. Now it's time for my silver lining story. One of my Facebook posts prompted a comment from a good friend, Miriam Friedman, who had been hurt by demeaning comments from her teachers. She related how one teacher called her mother and her into school for a special conversation. When they got there, Miss Looney told them that she had made a mistake. She had meant to call in a different girl with a similar name to tell her mother how smart her daughter is. Some 50 years later, Miriam told Ms. Looney she thought the reason she got a PhD was to prove she was smart too. The teacher just laughed, having had no memory of the hurt she had inflicted and not even offering in an apology. Unfortunately, too often people say something insensitive with no understanding of the harm they are causing. We cannot control what other people say or do, but we can control how we respond. Miriam used her pain as motivation to bring out the best in herself. As she wrote, they say some teachers can change your life. So I guess in some way she did, but it was brutal at the time. Yes, it was brutal, and Miriam chose to use it to expand her life instead of allowing her teacher's cruelty to diminish her life. Miriam turned her PhD thesis into a well-respected book that will be remembered. She was even on the show to talk about it. Some of us have a smooth path paved for us. Most of us must seize the reins of our life and forge our own path. The rewards are greater when we take charge and create a life based on passion, our inner truth, and joy. Our guest, Regina Louise, is the author of Permission Granted, Kick-Ass Strategies to Bootstrap Your Way to Unconditional Self-Love. Her best-selling memoirs were made into the award-winning Lifetime movie, I Am Somebody's Child. The Regina Louise Story, which was nominated for a 2020 NAACP Award for Best Director. A summa cum laude graduate of the California Institute of Integral Studies with a Master's of Fine Arts degree, Regina is a Hoffman Process teacher, workshop facilitator, and motivational speaker. Her story has been featured in media outlets. Outlets like NPR's All Things Considered, Good Morning America, and the CBS Early Show. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther Green Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link on this page to follow us on social media, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. While on my website, Learn more about renting my two guided meditation videos. One connects you to two of your past lives and the other awakens your inner angelic light body. Rent them at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, which relationships of yours are not based in trust, respect and safety? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Regina Louise, who's here to talk about unconditional self love strategies that work.
2: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Three four six nine one four one. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor, and you're listening to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation, or become part of the conversation today, please call 888 888- three four six nine one four one or email Dr. Paula at dot com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down which relationships of yours are not based in trust, respect, and safety. I'm so grateful to welcome Regina Louise, who's here to discuss, unconditional self-love strategies that work. Regina, welcome. It's a um, delight to have you on the show. Oh,
3: thank you, Dr. Paula. It's my honor to be here.
1: Um, well, you have done, um, so you've overcome so much in your own life, um, living in 30 foster homes, a psychiatric facility. Um, before the age of 18, and then turning your life around, putting yourself through college on uh, a scholarship, writing two best-selling memoirs, even starting several successful businesses. So you, you walk the talk, so to speak. It's not just that you're telling other people you can do this. You're a living example of how we can all change our lives. We can take responsibility for our own life and make it what we want it to be. Um, one of the, the so talk to us a little bit about that, please. Yeah,
3: thank you for that. I have always been a proponent for following my intuition. I hear that buzzword authenticity used so frequently that, you know, it can, can suspect. Like what does being authentic mean? And I imagine it's a different definition for everyone, or at least it should be, right? Or could be rather. For me, being authentic means listening to my instincts listening to my original voice, my inner wisdom, because who I am and how I live my life and how I express myself against the heavens, the ethers, what's true is from the wisdom that is inherently in me. I know what I know, and I'm always open to knowing what I don't know. I don't even know if it's possible within a lifetime to know what I don't know because knowing is so infinite in a way. But I can put some kind of line of demarcation around it and say, oh, okay. Well, knowing what I know is the first step or at least the gateway to my own authenticity to this singular event called Regina Louise. And so, I listen to, and I tap into, and I feel my way to my own emotional signature, and my emotional signature has everything to do with what it means for me to be authentic, and I've been like that since I was a young girl.
1: So, you may have been blessed with the ability to hear your inner wisdom from childhood. Um, I know for me, I had to really get, work hard to get rid of all the voices in my head that told me who I was and what I should be and what I should do. It took me a long time to learn to separate out my inner wisdom from all those other voices. What, uh, how, what was your path and, and what do you suggest for people like me who have had trouble tuning in to, to my voice. Right. I understand that, and I think that's very
3: common, and partly because most people I know, they were raised by two parents, and in some cases, you know, an extended family situation. I left, I took myself away from my familial setting at 11 years old. I made a decision. I am going to follow my instinct, and my instinct led me to embark upon the journey that has led me to this moment where I'm having this conversation with you. I believe one of the one of the upshots of being abandoned is not having that one parental voice or those two parental voices or a cacophony of voices from the familiar setting to influence me. I was free at eleven. I was free from believing in adults who were continuously failing me. What does Sam Rushdie say? The Wizard of Oz is the Wizard of Oz because it's a story about adults failing to grow children up and children being left to grow themselves up. So I grew myself up listening to my own voice. So I didn't have that, that opposition, if you will, Sure, I had what I had, people telling me I wouldn't be anything, people telling me, you know, prognosticizing my life of what it would be, but because I am built the way I am, I knew early on what they're saying about me is not true because that's not how I feel on the inside. So I think one of the blessings of... Being or growing up within the context of family is you get to grow up in the context of family. If your car breaks down, you may have somebody who can help you get out of that pickle. If your birthday comes around, you get a little celebration to celebrate you. But the payoff, the the trade-off is oftentimes losing a sense of yourself, losing a sense of independence, and being overly... Reliant upon a family system, which oftentimes is rooted in some dysfunctional behaviors.
1: Well, actually, about 95% of the time. So there's there is no right. there is very rarely a um, happy um, upbringing that uh, that gives us all of this you know, self-love and inner foundation of um, of right. knowing that we can succeed in life. We often have to fight through all the negative mes- messages and create for ourselves um, the world that we want. So that, to Absolutely. me, gives us self-parenting. Um, and, and you talk about self-parenting. Could you share a little bit more about that? So
3: at 11, I stepped into my power, my voice, my instinct. I stepped into my authenticity. And I could see that I did a better being there for myself, caring, soothing, and being compassionate with myself than any adult. I had met up until I met one who could mirror that back to me, and I, when, I, when I use this concept of self-parenting, I like to situate it in self-compassion, deep, deep compassion, that innate desire to ameliorate suffering and to also understand at the same time that we are united as a global village, we are united in the fact that we suffer. It, it's the common core that connects us all and it, it's the baseline for our common humanity. So, I've learned to understand that and with that, I've learned that love begins with me. If I have the capacity to show compassion to someone else, surely I'm deserving of that. It shouldn't... It shouldn't feel better and, and be more valuable because I'm giving it away to someone. And then in that same moment, if I, can, if I can tap into it to begin with and give it away, then that means that it begins within me. So recently, while writing the book, I sort of had an existential crisis in that I did not know what my definition of love was. I knew what hallmark told me it should be. I knew what all the love stories told me it should be, but I knew that I was not a recipient of the kind of love that mediated, you know, culturally. And so I thought, oh wow, what what is love? I was I was taking a spiritual uh, I was taking a class to become a uh, a minister actually. And one of the requirements was to take a class that would investigate spirit and love. And I'm like, wait, what? What is love? And what I knew about love is that love is state-bound. We learn it in the context in which we learn it. So my definition of love is going to be different from yours and then so on, so on, so on. And based on a research study. So what I recognize is, wow, wait, love and self-love, and self-love, why would I love myself the way I was taught to love? And self-love is, is predicated upon how I was taught to love myself, but I didn't come from that. I learned to love myself literally. So I really need to look inside to see what that means and can I break it down into quantifiable chunks. So what I recognize is, I'm a Hoffman teacher, and which means I teach psycho-educational spiritual development to adults using adult learning theories. I've been teaching the same technology for the past five years, and then one day when I was having this existential crisis or angst, at the, at the very minimum. I recognized, oh, what is this love? And then I would be in front of the classroom and I would give the Hoffman definition of love. Love is the rendering, the flowing, the outpouring of a heart of emotional goodness to ourselves first and then to others. And so one day I stopped, or something stopped me rather, a month meditating on love is the outpouring, the flowing, the rendering of emotional goodness first to ourselves and then out to others. So then I recognize outpouring, flowing, rendering. That begins with me. So love is everywhere I am. Love is the axis upon which spirit rotates. Love generates itself. It regenerates itself. And so I recognized, ah, my own love from my own heart to myself. Oh, I can flow my own love from within the context of my heart to myself. Oh, wait. Surrendering to give, to pay, to, 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 from me to me. So it was just this moment of evolution and revelation for me. And I recognized, ah, this is the place where I can self-parent. This is the place where I can say, sweet baby you're enough. You're good. I can tell myself what is true for me. And, 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 I'm, and I'm, I have a double duty. I'm a woman who identifies as black and uh, my gender is cis femme. And so wait, I've, I've got those things, those intersections to consider. So I can't wait for my culture to tell me I'm good, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I, it's never going to happen. I'm a monster to a lot of people. I am ignorant. I am less than. I am a beast. I come from darkies, you know, people who see, people who look like me as animals. So I have had this, I have to double down and, and take care of myself in a way that has never been reflected to me. And so... My parenting, and the parenting for anyone, is, is based on this idea that I am good enough. No one can tell me I'm not good enough unless I let them, right? No one can tell me who I am. I'll dare them. I'll dare them. I am who I am, and I am a child of God, and I am a spirit trying to have a human experience. And... I can do what I want, and I do what I want, which is I'm good to myself. I'm learning to really hold me, respect me, and not believe the patterns of I deserve to be abandoned. I deserve to be rejected. I am, it's a lifetime. I'm 58 years old, and I'm just now getting to the place where those entrenched patterns, those habitual ways of being, compulsive, automatic, and reactive, are having less of a hold on me, because before, love was abandonment. You abandon me, I'm going to spin like a hamster on a wheel to get your attention, to get your approval, to get you to come back. That was love. But it always, like Sisyphus, ends up in the same place. And then I wonder how I got there, but I, I don't take that time, I hadn't taken that time to go into deep praxis, you know, a a practice that is praxis, a practice that was originated by the genius Paolo Fieri, the the brilliant lecturer and, you know, uh, a professor of the pedagogy of the oppressed. Going into praxis is going into deep reflection with what is true. And then, uh, you know, just to contextualize that even more, to face the oppressor that lives in me. How does the oppressor live in me? How is the oppressor's fingers twisted and squeezing my own heart and consciousness? So, in order to think these thoughts and to go into practice with these thoughts, I need to have an adult on board who's both sharp, discerning, loving, tender, and compassionate. So for me, that's what the good enough mother is in in relationship to reparenting.
1: That's really beautiful and so beautifully spoken. Thank you so much. Um, We're going to go to commercial and then come back and talk more about self-love and um, how we can all develop that regardless of Uh, where we started and our life experiences up to this point. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. To sign up for my newsletter, you'll receive the information on all our shows, important information from each show in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down what you're going to do To Love Yourself Unconditionally. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Regina Louise to talk more about unconditional self-love, strategies that work.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment Three four six nine one four one. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what you're going to do to love yourself unconditionally. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Jethrya can help you. And I'm so thankful we're here with Regina Louise talking about unconditional self-love strategies that work. Um, Regina, um, your experiences and your wisdom are are so powerful. And I was wondering if um, you have some advice as, you know, there are always times on our journey that we feel less empowered, that we um, may even lose hope or or get um, down um, on ourselves. What's a practice that would be supportive? Mm, beautiful question,
3: Dr. Paula. Thank you. One of the practices that I use and speak about in my book, it's called the love of compassion and what it is is this opportunity to invite the reader to slow down and to connect to that, to the, to the, to the spirit of the the adult self and to then land. So if we, if we look at the love of compassion, the L invites us to land right where we are, drop into the body, the breath, connect, to land, then the invitation is to listen. And then from there, we, we lean towards learning. And from the learning, we are able to then drop down and observe and open, right, and then from that, from the observation and the opening, we, we connect to our own vulnerability. And when we can connect to our own tenderness, our own vulnerability, then we are entering the realm of empathy. And what is empathy other than the willingness to get off our back, get on our side, and get into the foxhole with ourselves and sit side by side and walk a mile in our own shoes understand our own experience so that's the love of compassion because compassion as i understand it is the desire to relieve to heal to ameliorate my own suffering so if i go through all of those practices land lean in listen learn observe touch my own vulnerability and meet myself with empathy that is compassion so it's a practice that I do often. And sometimes That's I do it to music, but I do it
1: often, as needed. That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, uh, you know, as we talk about on this show a lot, the um, our thoughts um, have a huge impact on our lives, even on our emotions. And you use love formations. Could you... Talk to us just Mm. about that and maybe give us an example.
3: Right. So earlier I spoke about how I came into relationship with my definition of love. The flowing, the rendering, the outpouring of the heart of emotional goodness. Well, love formation is a smash up of love and affirmation. I've learned to stop waiting for someone else to tell me they love me. Stop waiting for someone else, someone else's love in order to feel good, in order to feel right, in order to feel human. So, love formation is the idea that from that heart of emotional goodness can come the expression of love, the outpouring that I need at any particular moment. And it may be something like I am enough that's a love formation because it's coming from me for me about me. I am capable. I heard in your announcement this idea about empowerment and the ability to do what we we are able to do and to me that translates to self-efficacy. So love formation is the reminder to myself, I can do this. I have what it takes. I am worthy of my own effort. So I use a mirror, I have mirrors, so when I created VIP swag boxes for my current book, Permission Granted, inside of those boxes are mirrors, and etched on these mirrors are love formations, so it's a series of love formation statements, I am enough, I am worthy, I am who I am, I am good as I am, and so on, so that... When the person who is engaging with the mirror experience, they look into the mirror, they say what they're saying, what's written on the mirror, I am healing, I am on my own side. Once you're reading what's on the mirror, that's one experience, but when you're done reading and you look past the mirror into the image, it's you. So it's this beautiful two-dimensional, three-dimensional really, experience that has the capacity to deepen and anchor and and moor that affirming sense of love into the self in the moment.
1: How beautiful. And when we tell it to ourselves in our own voice, it has the most power. And it's also, I think, a way for us to learn, to value, to hear, to respect our own voice and to know that it's the loving voice that we can count on. Absolutely. You know, I
3: love that you say that because it gives me that opportunity. A lot of times I record what I need to hear on my phone. I do personalized meditations for myself when I'm particularly going to be in a triggering situation and I know that there's a potential for a lot of transference to go down, right? I will pre-record what I know that I need to hear. And I will pre-record my love formations as a way to self soothe and connect to what's true and good about me. So thank you for that, tea up.
1: Well, you're welcome. And I love that you do that. That's really powerful. Um, this has been such an important conversation. And I encourage everybody to purchase Regina's book, Permission Granted, Kick-Ass Strategies to Bootstrap Your Way to Unconditional Self-Love, and also to visit Regina's webpage, IamReginaLouise.com. What a beautiful affirmation. (laughs) Yes, I
3: am. And also, Dr. Paula, I love getting visitors
1: on Instagram.
3: It's the real Regina Louise, just the real Regina Louise. Did you hear that?
1: Yes, the real Regina Louise (laughs) on Instagram. And I want
3: to say thank you, Dr. Paula, for allowing me to be on your platform. So thank you for being an ally in giving me, as a historically underrepresented artist and thought leader, an opportunity to be on your platform, and for you to share what you have. That does not go unnoticed, and I am deeply appreciative of your generosity.
1: Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. That's very kind of you, and I'm grateful for you and that um, we made this happen together. So wishing you continued blessings and all the best. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoy today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow social media. Rent my past life regression workshop video and my Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading the Akashic Records or tarot, Past life regressions, dream interpretation, channeling your family, guardian angel, and more. I'm also available to video conference, a custom designed workshop or speech for you, or any of my speeches or workshops, such as dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, 21 steps for healing the body, discovering hope and silver linings the OM awakening, or the ultimate creative problem-solving process, or I can design something specifically for you and your group. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove Hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Jethra, who's the archangel over positive change and movement. Ask for her help in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to help you create positive change in your own life and in the world. Use your own words or say something like Archangel Jethra, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me love myself. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Jethriah, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me love myself enough to have only healthy relationships and be aggressive when it's necessary. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday when Ann Jersh will join us to discuss future vision, your working life, 10 strategies to help you get ahead, July 15th when Emily Thoreau Threat will be here to talk about loving and living your way through grief and July 22nd, when Dina Miriam will join us again, this time to discuss when the bright moon rises, the awakening of ancient memories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is love. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you.